Podcast. I'm your host Isaiah Jackson Jr. And if, obviously, if you're look, if you're trying to, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, and you're waiting for the man, the myth, the legend, the five foot five wonder, you're waiting on Devin Lee Crimes uh, intro. You're not gonna hear it. You're not gonna hear it. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you see you're looking around. Devin's nowhere to be found. Why? Because it's my show. This is my show. No, but in all seriousness, if you do want to see Devin. He did the NXT review yesterday. That's up on Apple, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So make sure you go check those out. Devin did an awesome. He always does. But today, this is for the AEW fans. And mainly, if you want to get a summary of what happened throughout the show. And to be honest, it was an awesome one. It was definitely an awesome one. With, to be honest, it was a decent amount of downers. I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of disappointed in one of the matches. But I'll get into that later because MJF had his celebration. He had his cutouts. He had a cardboard cutout of him choking out CM Punk, the other one of him doing the Indian style mocking of CM Punk. It was just amazing. So he talked about beating CM Punk twice in Chicago. <laughs> he said that multiple times. CM Punk rushed out there with Darby and Sting, but MJF gave him a ultimatum because, you know, CM Punk, he wants to fight. That's all he was talking about. I want I want you because at first he said he wanted Warlow because Warlow is the reason why MJF has been winning in the first place. So CM Punk is asking for Warlow. Then he starts asking for MJF. He just wants to fight because he just got cheated out of in his hometown in Chicago twice. So obviously that put a strain on CM Punk. So MJF makes him a compromise. They're going to have a tag team match between FTR, who was also in the ring with Sean Spears, Warlow, and MJ. It was, it was a whole it was a whole celebration. But at the end of the day, CM Punk has to find another partner. He cannot pick Darby Allen or Sting. So he has to go out and find somebody that MJ, MJF words that actually likes him. So CM Punk had till the match started. But Warlow got his win, obviously. We got to see him take out some frustration because MJF was given all the credit and the recognition to Sean Spears. After Warlow had pretty much did most of the work, he gave CM Punk the uh, the diamond ring that MJF won in the match with. So it's like he's he's been he's feeling underappreciative, and it's been going on like that for months, and it's just been building up and building up. So I definitely can't wait. You see it in his matches when he does the power bomb symphony, and he's just hitting his opponents with millions of power bombs. You just see it in his facial expressions is just like, man, like I just. He's just, I just love it. I love it so much. And then you had the inner circle. The inner circle had their meeting. And 2.0 is splitting up. They're going to get up out of there. They're giving Chris Jericho an ultimatum. They're like, look, we didn't even give them an ultimatum. They're actually going to fight next week. To be honest, I didn't really care for it. I'm happy that Chris Jericho actually got called out 
because it's, it's true. Like Chris Jericho, it was still in the spotlight. Granted, Sammy Guevara has a nice run to him, but 2.0, there was, he was just shouted out by Brian Danielson. So if they split, I don't know. That might be a nice, that might be a nice faction with Brian Danielson and John Moxley, but we'll see next week. So it was a lot. It was, it was, it started off good. And then we got to, uh, we got to FTR versus CM Punk and John Moxley. Now I'm not gonna go in any type of order. I'm just gonna go why this really much upset me because I love John Moxley. I love Mox as a as as everything. When even this just as Dean Ambrose, the character, just Jonathan Good himself is just an awesome person. So match wise, throughout this match, it was just so he was just so. I guess you could say overdramatic. He got put through a table. He's on his two feet. The referee is at a count of pretty much seven. So she's slowly counting from seven to nine, seven to nine, pretty much. But you know how referees are. So seven to nine is pretty much 10 seconds in itself. And John Moxley is still on his two feet waiting for this nine count that is taken forever. And not only that, he's trying to get these tags in. He's trying to hot tag CM Punk. Still on his two feet, looking at his hand, Booker T style, just shaking his head and everything. Like, just, it's just ridiculous trying to tag CM Punk on. Like, it's John Moxley was just kind of a bit extra. And the match was all over the place. Tully Blanchard took a GTS. That man's touching 70, I think. Like, this, it's, and it wasn't needed, it was unnecessary. There was two, three, four, five, maybe five false finishes, five false, say that five times fast. Five false finishes throughout this match. So, and then you have CM Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk turned into Superman. I don't know what MJF did to him that made his workout turn into, okay, I'm just immune to anything that hits me in the head. Because after losing last week, they're getting hit with a diamond ring. CM Punk got hit with the ring bell. The actual ring bell. And kicked out at two. Uh, not only that, no, not only that, it was a ring bell followed by a brain buster and still kicked out at two. How does that work? How does that work? I don't know. I didn't understand that. I didn't like that at all. FTR even hit their finishing move on CM Punk, and that wasn't even enough. Even then, and John Moxley tried to stop the count, tried to break the referee's uh, three count, two count. And Dax is literally standing there trying to like barricade. You know, the pin, trying to block the pin. John Moxley is trying to sneak up behind him. I guess it's right behind him. And it's already at a one count. And John Moxley, again, is waiting. It's just, it's like his, he, oh, he was always waiting for his spot. And even when he was waiting for the spot, it took forever. So it just pretty much exposed that it was just trash. Every, it, everything just looked all over the place. It just looked out of, out of sync. And I'm not going to say it's mainly on John Moxley's part, but that was mainly what I was seeing and everything with from the spots from CM Punk being Superman. I just didn't like, I didn't like it all. One thing I did like was my guy, Keith Lee, Keith Lee making an appearance. He went against private party. I'm going to say he went against private party. Cause it wasn't, it was never one-on-one Keith Lee. So great to see you, man. He just got married to Mia young. Congratulations. Pretty sure we're going to see her soon. Hopefully she's a great wrestler as well. I don't really have much to say. Keith Lee was pretty much a squash match. Keith Lee had to get his gets in. So I don't, I don't have zero problem at all. 
But now I'm happy to see Keith Lee. Jay White has also entered AEW. He's coming from New Japan and he's with John Moxley. And now he had a his he has a history with the Bullet Club. So we're gonna see a bunch of tension in the elite. Do I care for it? Does Isaiah care for it? I don't know. I to be honest, I couldn't even tell you. I don't I'm not a young Bucks fan at all. Adam Cole, I'm not liking his run, and I'll get to him in a little bit, but I'm I'm he's he's rubbing me the wrong way. Hangman Adam Page had this electrifying match. I'm skipping all the way to the main event. Jade, Jade Cargill won her uh, title match. Serena Deeb beat a jobber in a minute. You're not missing nothing, <laughs> pretty much. But you, you get to Hangman Page taking on Lance Archer. Now, Lance Archer, he's swole dude, big dude. And when, he's, when his theme song came, when his interest music came out, and we seen the little timer go off. I'm like, oh, he's going to come through and he's going to come through and cause hell. He's getting beat up. We don't even see him come out because Heyman Page, he wants his get back. Heyman Page was getting just brutalized for week after week by Lance Archer. So now, yeah, he's definitely got was getting his get back. So he attacked him. Heyman Page attacked Lance Archer before the match. And so the match officially started after they, you know, scattered. Lance Archer was the first to bleed. He was the first to get blood on his face all over his face. It, was, it wasn't that bad until you got to Hangman Page after the picture in picture. Man, that was brutal. It's just, it was ridiculous. Hangman Page's face, it was like, it brought me back to Ric Flair days. And I'm and I'm 23. Like, what do I know? What do I know about Ric Flair days? You know what I'm saying? Like, this just that that was ridiculous. So the, the match itself was pretty good. Lance Archer hit. The most brutal move. He had his finishing move on, on Hangman Page. But the thing is, he hit him on steel on the steel. This is the most creative thing I've ever seen. I've never seen this before. He turned the steel. Lance Archer turned the steel step sideways and then hit his finishing move on Lance Archer. And it was oh man, that looked brutal. But Lance, but Hangman Page still got up at ten. He was he he got up before ten, and he was struggling to hit his finishing move because Dan Lambert took off the top rope. And so it was hard for him to do his buckshot lariat. So that was, I thought that was real smart by Dan Lambert, but he was still able to hit it. He was still able to hit it. No, I got to get to, um, let me, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself because there's something that happened that we got to discuss. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Not only is this, we're still post COVID era. I don't think I had to bring that up, but he stabbed Hangman Page with a fork repeatedly. Looked into the hard camera. Looked at us. Looked at me and you. Like, as I'm looking to you right now. Or if you're listening to this. But look, stop. He looks and licks the fork. Puts the whole fork in his mouth. Oh, my goodness. I wanted to I wanted to faint when I saw that. I was like, this dude is disgusting. I don't care if this is for heat. I don't care if this is to get some type of net, this reaction that you wanted out of me because you got it. I was disgusted, highly disgusted. Anything that I think I was eating Doritos. I don't even want to. I don't even I haven't eaten since. And it happened like 20 minutes ago. But yeah, that match all in all still great. It was still great. And it ended when Hangman Page hit the Buckshot Lariat off the referee and smacked Lance Archer on two tables. And Hangman Page was able to get up before the count of 10. And Adam Cole came through. Gave him his title. He just gave him, gave the man his respect. Grabbed the title from the ref. 
gave Adam Cole, got the title from the ref, gave it to Hangman Page because he's up next. So it's looking good. Adam Cole, I'm not liking the character changes he's been having because at first, and one moment he's with the elites and everything's all perfect and fine. Then he's with his buddies, the not the undisputed era, but the post undisputed era. You know, you have uh, Bobby, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And then he's with his girlfriend, Britt Baker. And now he's by himself and he wants to be taken seriously. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what you want me to portray you as. So it's just like, I don't know how Adam Cole is going to work. And I don't, I don't know how this is. Because if Lance Archer couldn't get past Hangman Page, if Daniel Bryan couldn't get past Hangman Page, then Adam Cole has just been sweeping through jobbers and just somehow gets this win. I don't, I don't know how that would be unless there's a bunch of help from the Young Bucks, which I can definitely see. I can see the Young Bucks and all this feud just taking on a whole form of itself because Kenny Omega still is gone. He still has time to come back. Brian Danielson, we still haven't seen his faction yet, but the way John Moxley looked today, I, I've, I'm kind of worried about it now. Like I'm, to be honest, I am. But I am happy to see Keith Lee. I am. I'm definitely happy to see Keith Lee. And I can't wait to see any. I can't wait to see everybody else. You still got Killer Cross that still has to come back. Samoa Joe, a whole lot of more people still got to get signed. Isaiah Swerve Scott, he still isn't signed yet. So it's a it's a lot more people still on the table. So AEW has to play as long as they play their cards right up, and they definitely have because Keith Lee is a huge pickup. Jay White, huge pickup. Jay Lethal, huge pickup. So all in all, I liked AEW tonight, but. That CM Punk and John Moxley FTR match really put a it left a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest with you. So I can't give this a I don't I'm not even gonna give this a high ranking review, five out of ten stars. I'm just gonna say it was decent. It was decent. I wouldn't go back and watch it though. It's not rewatchable. But all in all, I really, I really still had a good time. So thank you all for listening. Tell me you can like, rate, subscribe, review all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and like and subscribe on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.